0: So there are five types of content that do not convert, and you have probably created at least one of them. You can learn how to play the game too. But in order to play the game, we have to not only know what to do, we also need to know what not to do. There are always people looking for exactly what you sell. So why are you investing your time and energy and maybe even your money into convincing the people in your audience who don't, already know that they want or need what you sell, that they do. Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about why you need a business coach. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but can you imagine if that's what I was actually going to do? Three reasons why you need a business coach. I mean, come on, does anyone actually care? If you heard me very legitimately say, in this episode, I am sharing three reasons why you need a business coach, would you keep listening or would you tune out? My take is that no one cares why I think that they need a business coach. Plus those three reasons why you need a business coach aren't going to convince the person who doesn't already think that they need a business coach to get a business coach. (laughs) And they're also not going to help the person who already has decided that they want a business coach choose me as their business coach because they're not asking, do I need a business coach? They're looking around to see who is the person whose approach they most align with who can help them create the results they want. So in essence, this type of convincing content is pretty much speaking to no one, which means sure, if I wanted to just create a piece of content so that I could check create content off my to-do list, then I would have succeeded. But if I want to convert from my content convincing content is not the way to go. And yet I see convincing content like this all the time. Why my services are a great investment. Why you need a brand strategy. Why coaches need coaches. Why podcasting is the best lead generation strategy. You need to invest high ticket before you can charge high ticket why WordPress is better than Squarespace, why you need to be doing reels, what tasks a VA can do for you. On and on and on and on it goes. (laughs) There is so much content made by big-hearted entrepreneurs that truthfully is pretty much speaking to no one in their audience. And it's definitely not speaking to the purchase-ready version of their ideal customer so it's no wonder that they're creating content and struggling to actually convert. I've shared this story so many times at this point, but there was one month early on in my business where I decided to go all in with my marketing. I was going to be so consistent, post every single day, and that was how I was going to get new clients and finally break through the average of 1 to 3,000 a month that I had been stuck at for a couple of years. And guess what type of content I posted? The types I'm going to tell you about Right here, right now, in this episode, the types of content you do not want to spend your time creating because they're not going to convert. And guess how many clients that I got from my super consistent content that month a few years ago? Zero. (laughs) Zero new clients. Now, here's what I want you to do as you're listening to this episode I want you to use it as a bit of an audit to help you understand why what you are currently doing might not actually be converting. Use this episode to get clarity on what not to do. And then I want you to go listen to season three, episode three, to learn what to do if you want to create authentic content that connects and converts. At the same time, here's what I don't want you to do while listening to this episode. Judge yourself. (laughs) In one of the live rounds that I previously ran of Marketing Magnified, after we had completed our workshops on the foundations that actually make marketing convert, I asked everyone just casually, you know, how they all were doing. And one person responded, I'm irritated. (laughs) That is not something that you actually want to hear after running a workshop that you poured your heart and soul and all of your expertise into. But in this situation, it actually made sense. This client went on to explain that she was irritated because she had spent so much time, energy, and money trying to convert from her content, and it never worked. Now, after taking Marketing Magnified, it was all painfully obvious why everything she had been doing before wasn't working. Probably less than 0.00001% of all humans are born good at marketing, and I definitely wasn't one of them. I had to learn just as much as you have to learn. But so often, when we don't know what we don't know, we don't know what we need to learn. And so we end up creating the type of content that maybe we see our competitor creating or creating content that so-and-so coach told us to create or not really even knowing what we're creating or why, but simply just trying to quote unquote, be consistent with our content creation because that's what we are supposed to do as business owners. I remember back when I was in college, I was in the honors program, which essentially meant that I got an extra scholarship and I had to take specific honors classes In one of those classes, the professor told all of us, lovingly I might add, that honors students aren't any smarter than anyone else. They simply know how to play the game, (laughs) which was probably the first time that any of us had ever been told that we weren't special, which is quite hilarious to think about now. But it was so true. I still had to study, I definitely had friends that were smarter than me in so many other ways, but I had simply figured out what each of my teachers cared about, so when it came to like tests or papers or anything like that, I didn't have to waste my time focusing on learning anything other than what I knew was going to be on that test, or paying attention to anything other than I knew that they cared about within that paper. And almost 9.99 out of 10 times when I got to that test or did that paper or whatever, I was right. I just had figured out how to play the game. Sometimes I have clients who see my marketing and then they come and tell me like, oh, you're just so good at marketing, but I'm just so bad at marketing. I'm never going to be good, never going to be as good as you. But to tell you the truth, my marketing skill set and expertise was learned the exact same way that you are learning by trying things, by learning, by trying more things and learning even more. I learned how to market by making a mess, by doing all of the wrong things, including the things I'm about to tell you about in this episode, and really by just getting out there and continuing to try things every single day. Of course, I've taken what I've learned and distilled it into a methodology that makes it so much simpler for you to learn how to create that authentic content that connects and converts. So that you don't have to go through the years of studying what other people are doing and figuring out the foundations of what makes any marketing strategy work. And I teach those foundations inside of Marketing Magnified. I'm not any better at marketing than you. I simply have learned how to play the game. And you can learn how to play the game too. But in order to play the game, we have to not only know what to do, we also need to know what not to do. I just got a new kitten this last week and he is still learning how to cat. (laughs) My older cat is having to teach him boundaries in particular around how to play and interact without hurting each other. So let me be the older cat here and I'm going to show you how to play without hurting yourself or other people in the meantime. I'm not sure that that analogy worked, (laughs) but I wanted to tell you that I got a new kitten. So I'm going to stick with it anyway. All right, so there are five types of content that do not convert, and you have probably created at least one of them. Remember, there is no shame in this game, because again, you simply didn't know what you didn't know, but now you do, or you will after listening to this episode, which means that you will be able to do something different and therefore get different results from your marketing. The first type of content that doesn't convert and yet so many entrepreneurs are creating is convincing content. And we've already spoken about this one, right? Convincing content is really any content where you are trying to convince someone that they either need the thing that you sell or that they need to work with you. Just like you hearing three reasons why you need a business coach likely isn't going to make someone who already doesn't want a business coach suddenly think, you know what? I think I need a business coach (laughs) and then go hire one, creating any type of content where you are convincing someone to purchase will nine times out of 10 not convert. And even if it does convert, it is going to take a long time to move someone from the place where they do not know they have a problem to being convinced enough that they have a problem to be willing to invest their resources, their time, energy, or money into solving this problem by hiring you. I think sometimes there's this misconception that we actually have to convince people to buy from us in order to make any sales, which if we kind of like, you know, go up the river here to see where that belief is coming from, then we're likely going to discover that this is rooted in either some sort of scarcity, maybe like there's not enough people in the world for me, or I'm in a crowded market. Or maybe even in feeling unworthy, like you don't know if you can actually deliver the promise you're making about your offers or some other form of not trusting yourself and not trusting your abilities. But if we look at the facts here, truly the facts, (laughs) we will discover that there are always people looking for exactly what you sell. And then within that group of people looking for what you are currently selling, there are always going to be people who resonate with your way of doing things or with your approach, your values, and your ethos. I'll never forget a few years ago, I was watching this behind the scenes of one of Taylor Swift's music videos, and there was a kitten featured in the music video. Taylor was talking about the kitten, and then she just casually mentioned that there was a kitten trainer there on set too. And I just want you to like, notice something really quickly. That means that someone was likely paid really well to be a kitten trainer. A kitten trainer. (laughs) If someone is out there wanting to hire a kitten trainer for a music video, then I'm pretty sure there is someone out there right now who is wanting to hire a copywriter or a parent coach, or an energy healer, or whatever definitely less niche job than being a kitten trainer it is that you do, (laughs) there are always people looking for exactly what you sell. So why are you investing your time and energy and maybe even your money into convincing the people in your audience who don't already know that they want or need what you sell that they do? Another super common type of content that business owners are creating that, again, nine out of 10 times is not going to convert, and if it does, again, it's going to take a very long time to convert, is what I call top tip content. An example of this content would be, say you're a fractional CFO, and you create content that says, like, okay, you know, here are three ways to make more profit. You're going to optimize your offers, you're going to hire strategically and I can't really think of a third one right now, but that's fine, (laughs) is the person who already knows that they need a fractional CFO sitting around wondering, hmm, what are some top tips to make more profit? (laughs) Or have they probably already tried the quite surface things that you have mentioned in those top tips, and now they're realizing that it's time to stop trying to do this all themselves? and time to go a whole lot deeper than they can go by themselves by bringing in an expert who can actually take them to that next level. Again, I want you to really think about your purchase-ready version of your ideal customer. Think about that person in your audience who is already looking for exactly what you sell. Do they need top tips or have they already tried those top tips and now they're looking for more? Going back to our example, if you're a fractional CFO and you wanted to convert directly from your content, instead of creating this top tip content that stays really on the surface of what your purchase ready person really and truly needs, you might look at each of those top tips, like the optimize your offers, for example, and you might ask yourself, what is it about my ideal customer's offer that most needs to be optimized? And probably this is something that they already aren't thinking about or they probably don't know how to do. Get clear on that and then create that in-depth content on that topic rather than staying on the surface with top tips. A kind of continuation to top tip content is any content that hides the how. Again, we are always going to go back to the purchase ready version of your ideal customer here. And we're going to think about what is it that they want and need to hear in order to make a decision about investing in your offer. A lot of people in my industry have been talking for like the last two years about how we're all smarter consumers now and how stuff that used to work to sell just isn't working anymore. And whether or not that is decidedly true that suddenly everyone in the world is a smarter buyer these days, (laughs) it's still good practice to treat your audience like adults who can make adult decisions. This is something I normally talk about in the context of sales and selling, but it's relevant in your marketing too. Your ideal customer is an adult who is capable of deciding what they do and don't need in order to succeed, which means that your job, instead of trying to push them into a sale or convince them that they need what you sell, or even make them feel their pain enough to take action, (laughs) which would be pain point prodding content, which we're going to talk about in a second, your job is to give them the information that they need in order to make an educated decision. And how do you do that? you start by being transparent about how you do things. And part of that looks like actually giving some of the how away. I've talked about this before, but at one point I was in a program that taught the best way to get new leads and make sales was a webinar. And the one thing that they stressed most about running that webinar was that you didn't want to give away any how. They said things like, you just need to give the what and the why. They'll pay for the how. But even for me as a consumer, that strategy has always been way more frustrating than inspiring. When someone just gives me the what and the why, but zero how, I instantly don't trust them anymore if I did already at all, because I'm the type of person who really cares to make sure that I align with how someone I'm hiring actually does things. For example, one of my biggest priorities in my business is to always look external for ideas, but internal for answers. And I carry that out into who I'm hiring. If I'm hiring, say, a coach or something like that, and I'm hiring them to really support me in my continuing expansion, it is super important to me that they don't take the approach of, well, you know, this is what worked for me, so this is what you should do too. But instead, that they really point me inward and encourage me to find my own best answer. I should be able to understand what your approach is and whether or not I like it by reading your content so that I can make an informed decision on who I'm working with. But if you always hide the how, then I have no idea if I like your approach or not. And more than likely, I'm going to end up choosing to work with someone else who is more transparent and more forthcoming about how they work and how I will be supported to get the transformation that I desire. This is especially true, by the way, for high ticket buyers. There are different definitions of what a high ticket price point is, but conservatively, I'll say that if you're selling an offer over $6,000, then you're probably selling to a high ticket buyer. And as such, if you really want to think about what they specifically are looking for, I actually did an in-depth training on this last year. So I'll drop the link to that in the show notes. There's one other resource I also want to share here because I know so many times when someone says like, oh, don't hide the how, um, or you need to like actually give some how away, tell people how you do things, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes we get this like anxious thought of, oh, but how do I give away the how without giving away too much? So I actually wrote a really in-depth blog post on that, on how I give away the how without giving away too much. It's a lot of hows. (laughs) So I'll drop the link in the show notes to that blog post as well. There's one more obvious type of content that doesn't convert, but entrepreneurs everywhere insist on continuing to create it. And that is pain point prodding content. Here's the funny and sometimes kind of frustrating thing with this one. So many people are doing it but they don't realize they're doing it. And this is especially true for people who might consider themselves to be a big hearted entrepreneur. A few months ago, a member of my big hearted entrepreneur Facebook group sent me a message talking about how frustrated they were that they just weren't making any sales no matter what they did. So we talked for a little bit about what was going on and I just quickly glanced at their content to see how they were talking about their offers. When I looked at the last few pieces of content they had published, though, so much of it was speaking to their ideal customer's pain rather than their aspirations. It was focused on their obstacles rather than their outcomes. And when I pointed this out, you know, they shared that they had no clue that they were doing that. And normally they would consider themselves to be someone who really didn't like to pick on pain points. But we all accidentally do this all the time. Maybe because we think that talking to pain points is empathizing with our ideal customer, or maybe because it's just so common in marketing content everywhere to talk about pain points that we aren't always aware of it. Because this one can sometimes be just a little sneaky, (laughs) I want to give you an example of what unintentional pain point prodding might look like. That's really hard to say, by the way, pain point prodding. (laughs) Just recently, I did a post about money mindset and raising your prices, In that post, I started with four sentences. Each were on their own line, so it was really dramatic, right? And every single line, every single sentence was using words that I had heard my clients say to me recently about their own money mindset. Now, this would normally be great, right? You know, I'm using my client's words in my content. Hooray! (laughs) But those four sentences, looking at them now, were all very painful sentences, They were asking things like, who do you think you are? And who do you think you are to charge that amount of money? Even though these were some of the words that my clients were using when they were talking about charging more sustainable price points, I accidentally honed in on the pain that my ideal customer is facing rather than on the aspirations and the things that they want. Instead of leading with the pain, I could have led with something like, You don't have to prove your worth in order to charge higher price points. Do you see how that would still resonate with the person who is hearing that voice in their head and asking, who do you think you are? But do you see how it's more focused on the aspiration to charge higher price points than on the pain that thinking about charging higher price points is causing them? Like I said before, pain point prodding content can be super sneaky, so sneaky that someone like me who literally teaches this stuff sometimes still messes up. Now, we don't have space to go into that fifth type of kind of no no content in this episode, mostly because it would require at least an episode to itself, as well as some additional foundations of your sustainable sales system. But I'll just quickly say that that fifth type of content that you do not want to create because you will not convert using it is when you are speaking to a purchase ready version of your ideal customer, but you're not speaking to the right purchase ready version of your ideal customer. So here's what I want you to do now. Now that we've talked about these five different types of content that do not convert, I want you to go back and look at your recent content and see where you might be accidentally dipping into one of these five types of content that don't convert. Are you trying to convince people to buy from you or convince them that they need your solution? Are you giving top tips and staying on the surface with tips that your purchase-ready ideal customer isn't actually asking for right now? Maybe they asked for them in the past, but that's not their focus right now anymore. They want to go deeper. Are you hiding the how? Are you prodding pain points and maybe even focusing on your customer's pain as a way to try to empathize with them? Choose one post where you created this type of content that doesn't convert, and I want you to grab the link. Then... I'm going to put a post up inside of my Big Hearted Entrepreneurs Facebook group. And I want you to head over to my group via the link in the show notes to that post, drop the link to one of your pieces of content where you accidentally did one of these types of content that don't convert. Once you drop that link, I'm going to choose one or two people's content to give feedback on and show you how you could update that content or maybe even create an entirely new piece of content so that you are now speaking directly to the purchase ready version of your ideal customer. And this by the way is going to be pretty similar to the type of in-depth one-on-one feedback that I give clients inside of Marketing Magnified on their content. So you definitely want to jump on this because I'm doing this for free (laughs) y'all. So check out your content, grab that link to one of those posts, and then head over to the link in show notes and share that content with me by dropping the link in the comments of that post. Now, Because podcast episodes live forever, if you're listening to this episode anytime after June 2022, you're still welcome to go to that link in the show notes and see my feedback and see other examples of people's content that doesn't convert, and maybe even drop your own just as kind of like a little exercise in um, accountability and being like, hey, look, I did the thing. (laughs) I will cheer you on for doing the thing, even if it's like three years from now. It's fine. (laughs) So I'm inviting you to do this little self audit of your content because it's super, super, super important to really take an honest look at what you've been doing so that you can know what needs to shift, right? It's that whole thing that everyone, I feel like uses this analogy now of how Uber can't pick you up if they don't know where you are, right? You have to know where you are in order to get where you want to go. So like I shared about my own post and with the posts by one of the members of my big hearted entrepreneurs group. Each of these types of content can actually sometimes be sneaky and to the point sometimes where you don't even realize that you've been creating them. But when you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's going to be so much easier to actually start converting from your content when you know what you've been doing that doesn't convert. So check out your own content, then head over to the post that's linked inside the show notes and share a piece of your not speaking to the purchase ready version of your ideal customer content in the comments. I'm so excited to connect with you outside of just being in your ears here in the podcast. And I'm even more excited to help you see how you can take what you've already been doing in your marketing and make it so much more effective at connecting with and converting your audience into paying soul aligned clients and customers. I'll see you in the Big Hearted Entrepreneurs Facebook group.